Welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm your co-host, Leslie Torres, and I'm joined with... Donna Marks. West Coast Mix and Bounce is brought to you by Sports Al Dente, your recipe for L.A. sports. If you love this podcast and love L.A. sports, then you need to go and check out SportsAlDente.com right now. We are a L.A. player-centric media platform, and our passion is to feature the great players and teams of L.A., We are also fully dedicated to giving expert weekly, daily advice in the world of fantasy football. We also offer three different affordable membership packages, monthly, yearly, and lifetime. So when you go to subscribe, make sure to use the promo code WCMB and get 10% off any package. Also, make sure to connect with us once you subscribe. Now, since the last time we've talked, we had our Western and Eastern Conference winners set and tomorrow the finals begin with game one and so the golden state warriors is going to be versus the toronto raptors um at the beginning of this postseason we made our predictions right brana and so we're going to touch on that but also we're going to be talking about the wnba and so first um let's just start with the warriors and the raptors matchup brana who do you have, or should we just go back to what we predicted in the beginning? Yeah, I would say um, let's go back because I did not see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was like a huge surprise. Um, I honestly like they really surprised me with the last series against the Bucks. Like I did not think that they were going to get the momentum to win, but I kind of saw like halfway through the series, once they, like, tied up the series, I was like, oh, man, they're tiring the Bucks out. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's pretty crazy. I had – I'm trying to see the last the last little bracket that I made. <clears throat> yeah, these are super old. But, yeah, so I, ha- I had the Bucks going all the way to um, the, the finals. And to see the Raptors is kind of like – seeing, like, a completely different team. Like, I feel like they really started... I mean, I knew they had a good structure at the beginning of the season, but I just didn't think they were going to be able to pull all the reins together to be this kind of competitive team. You know, you saw, like, Kyle Lowry, he was getting thrown yeah. <laughs> under the bus for his playoff... Um, <laughs> for his for his playoff drought, basically, that was happening in the beginning. I mean, they... From the 76ers all the way up to now, is like they're two different teams. Yes, definitely. With the Bucks, <laughs> um, the Bucks were up 2-0 and against this Raptors team, so I was not not seeing the... What I, I was not seeing it happen for the Raptors, actually. I kind of forgot what I had. If you had the Bucks, I think I probably had another Eastern Conference team. Did I have the Raptors? I don't remember. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm I pre- thought I had it written down in my little notebook, but <laughs> I guess not. Same. I had it written down somewhere. It just ended up in the trash. But <laughs> but yeah, it was either going to be the Bucks or the Raptors. And that game two with, with the series... I was thinking totally it's going to be the Bucks, And then the Raptors go around and just pull away and win, which was incredible. And so much appreci- appreciation needs to be for Kawhi Leonard because he had done so much to get the Raptors to this point. And they're finally going to their first NBA Finals. They won their first Eastern Conference um, 
championship. So it's just crazy that I did not expect it to go this way. I did not expect Giannis to play how he did towards the end of the series. Yeah. I honestly just thought I thought that we're tired because, like you said, and it's so funny that you say, you know, they they were um, behind because they were actually behind in every series. Like, I did not realize that. And today they were all they were under every series. They had to play catch up. And I'm like, later down the road, I think, like, against the Warriors, that's going to be harder to play catch up. Oh, yes. That that may be something that we could definitely touch on. (laughs) Um, But. I think just proving themselves throughout this entire run and, and for them to like, they don't seem like they're getting tired. They seem like they're getting better. And I think obviously the only other team that looks like that is obviously the other team that they're facing <laughs> in the finals, which is the Warriors. The Warriors never look tired, you know, no matter who goes down, who goes out, like they always look um, like they're adapting yes so to speak so yeah no just to reiterate what you said but um they Uh, they were playing catch-up for this kind of entire time and then you have a nba finals coming up with the warriors team who this team is you shouldn't really have to be you can't be in that mode because they do not let you catch up so um who do you have let's see our newest predictions who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals and become Man. champions? I don't know. It's a, it's like a, such a big toss-up. When I was like reading kind of, you know, everybody's opinion articles, fact mm. sheets, I mean, they're like, honestly, the Raptors reminded me of mo- a more mature, like, Clippers team. Mm-hmm. Because the Clippers gave the Warriors, like, a really hard time. They played really hard defense. I think the only other team defensively that has given them, like, a real shakeup has been the Clippers, like, besides the fact that they got blown out. But when they, <laughs> you know, coming back from 30-plus points being down, that says something, you know? Not only do you have to make stops, but you also have to make shots. And I feel like the Raptors are kind of a matured version of that. Like, they have older players. Um, I was seeing today, like their, their starting lineup are, they're all defensive men. Like they're all Mm -hmm. hard defensive players top in the league. You know, you have, um, Kawhi Leonard, you have Danny Green, you have, um, I mean, like the list just goes on. (laughs) The list goes on. You have Siakam and these are all players that I feel like have, grown over this series they've all taken the good and the bad and they've all kind of come out like all right we know what our strengths and weaknesses are and it's very hard for a team to like learn their strengths and weaknesses within six weeks Mm -hmm. yeah I (laughs) think I don't I don't know I'm kind of in the I'm in the middle as well but I'm kind of leaning more towards the Warriors just because they have been winning. They have not lost a game since game four with the Rockets. Since then, they've just gone a six-game winning streak. Um, they're continuing to execute the game on both sides, on offense and on defense. And I just hope it's not as easy as it was with the Blazers. You know, I don't want to sweep. Nobody wants to see that. We want, like, a real basketball game. 
And I yeah. think, you know, it's important to also know that the Warriors have been resting, like, a lot. I think they had, like, nine days off. And yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think it was 10 days after they won that series and that sweep. Oh, my goodness. 10 days. There you go. So, I guess today's nine. Tomorrow's 10. And, yeah. yeah I mean, and I was hitting... I was hearing a lot of criticism as well that maybe they've been resting for too long. So it just means that they come back like kind of, you know, slow or they're just, you know, ideas. But the Warriors are a very serious team. They have very serious players. You, I don't really think that they're just resting, chilling, trying to get some free time. No, I think they're just actually like improving and seeing, all right, we got the Raptors. What do we have to do to stop Kawhi? What do we have to do to, you know, mess with Kyle and all this stuff? So I just feel that it's honestly, whoever shows up ready to play is going to win. And I just think the Warriors have that edge just a tad bit more than the Raptors, just a tad bit. The only thing that I'm, like, really scared of is that the Raptors actually, they're the only team in this whole playoff series to have home court advantage Yes, the Warriors. You know what? The that is very team. true. <laughs> that is, like, that's why I'm kind of like, oh, man, this could be a really big toss-up if they get to game but seven. You know in Toronto. But you know what? <laughs> it's the Warriors team who has the best road team in the playoffs Record so they outscore their opponents according to like the NBA and some article that I read. They outscore their opponents by seven point four points per one hundred possessions, and so on the on the road they've gone six and two. So the Raptors might have that home court advantage, but the Warriors are a team that usually like to win on the road. So I feel like it's just you know it's gonna be a toss up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely see what you're saying, but I just feel like they haven't really paid. Like, they, I feel like East Coast basketball fans, like, they're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Not even gonna lie. Like, to play in East Coast arenas, like, I would say the only other team I would give as far as like competitive arena wise, besides the Warriors, obviously, would be. Denver, I think they have a really tough arena to play in. Like, their fans are really intense. But I think Toronto is probably going to be the toughest place they're going to play mm-hmm. um, in this in this playoff run. In the, and granted, it's the finals. This is kind of like, you know fans are going to come out and they're going to pack it side to side. And, you know, not only that, but they have, like, one of the most obnoxious <laughs> fans now. Drake. <laughs> Drake the has taken that crown. <laughs> oh, he's going to be so. there front and center. We already know that. But, front and center. Handing yeah. out shoulder rubs. <laughs> oh, no. no, yeah. Even besides Drake, the, like, you know, East Coast basketball is really big. And just by seeing how everybody reacted over there in Toronto, even outside the arena, you know, to their first win ever for the Eastern Conference, yeah. it was crazy. So I don't know how well the Warriors can work under pressure with that. And, you know, under that pressure, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's true. Um, I mean, it's not that I'm saying like the Warriors are going to have it easy. And the Raptors are just going to, you know, let them take it. No. I also feel like there's no. stuff to the Raptors that they can definitely win. I think in the regular season, the Raptors won both games that they had against the Warriors at home and at they Oracle. Did. I was just looking at that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's not going to be easy for sure. But just because the Warriors have been there 
this is nothing new to them. They've been there five times in a row already. They've been different mm-hmm. home. They they have, you know, they had Kevin Durant. They didn't have Kevin Durant. They don't have him again. So I just feel like no matter what's being thrown in the Warriors' way, they're still finding a way to kind of go within and win. So I'm going to just give right. them that edge a little bit. Just a little bit, Brana. Just a little, just a little bit. bit. You know just me. A I'm a I'm Lakers not, fan. I don't want them to repeat. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like if I had to, if I really had to choose, like I would, I would definitely give it to the Warriors. Just like a little bit, only because <laughs> they have that experience, and they, like you said, this is their fifth consecutive time. Like you know, they played and they, they just. They played a lot, but I just feel like Toronto is really just the toughest opponent that mm-hmm. they're gonna have. Besides, you know, people are comparing it to the um, to the series with the Cavaliers. Obviously, they had their run-ins mm-hmm. um, a few times. Uh, <laughs> last year was so pretty, but we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're kind of playing it to the fact that you know KD was hurt in one of those series, and that uh, KD kind of helps send like a comfortable tempo I feel like for the Warriors I talked about this and in my blog actually about how Katie kind of gives this comfortable factor this like little extra um and that could be good and it could be good and bad because then you could rely too much on him Mm -hmm. and then he doesn't show up or he can like you know take the momentum and obviously they just win because he'll score 40 something points and then Steph will score like 20 points (laughs) so forth so it's just kind of like if Katie has a good game it's really hard to lose. There there has been moments, but I feel like it's really harder to to lose as a Warriors with KD and with him playing a good game than him um, not being in there. And I think with the Raptors being such a, a fast break team, you know, pick and rolls, they're very quick, they're very clean on the floor. Um, with a player like Kyle Lowry, hopefully he doesn't go into another um, embarrassing drought. I oh, hope not. <laughs> um, but, you know, that kind of, like, short, like, bullet speed that he kind of sets the pace. I don't I don't feel like the Warriors are as fast, which means they're going to have to drop down probably to smaller men. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also brings me to the fact that I believe Boogie's still hurt. So I was kind of reading over, you know, the pros and cons of Boogie being hurt, KD being out. Um I'm not sure. I think everybody else is healthy, right? Yeah. I think it's just Katie yeah, and Boogie. Yeah, so it's really just Boogie. I don't think they need him because he's a bigger dude. He's a slower dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to lie about that. <laughs> but, um, definitely uh, kind of pick your poison. Yeah. I think KD would definitely need to be the one that comes off the injury list if they uh, if anybody needed to. It would definitely be KD. I think he would help in the long run. Uh, only because this Raptors team is highly, highly competitive. Yeah. I said, you know, they don't need KD, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, now they're facing like the underdog of the underdog. Like they have so much to prove. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, for sure. I think KD is definitely needed, you know, through this whole time that he's been injured. Everybody's talking about how the Warriors are so much more better without KD and how they're winning and how they're back to being the old Warriors and all this stuff. And but at the end of the day, they still need him. Because it doesn't, yeah. like you said, it doesn't kind of, it gives them an extra comfort that like, well, you know what, if Curry's not on point, if Thompson's not playing well, or Green is not playing well, we always have KD, you know? And if he's not yeah. there, 
it's a loss that they're going to lose. And especially when yeah. they're going against a team like the Raptors, how you said they're very gritty and they're the underdogs. They're looking to win. They did not come this far just to lose. That's when you get mm-hmm. like a very different dynamic and you cannot slip up on them. So I totally agree with what you're saying. I mean, what, what timetable do you think KD will be back? Man. I mean, the fact that they flew him out is very interesting. I don't think they would have flown him out if they wasn't going to benefit them, if Mm -hmm. he couldn't at least, you know, practice. He was on the floor, I believe, for a little bit practicing. So he's definitely moving around now, which is a good thing. I mean, if he could get on a plane, obviously his knee is better. (laughs) Um, I think that they really want to push him. But honestly, I don't know if that would benefit. If he's not ready, they shouldn't put him in. Because then not only are you going to, you know, sacrifice a player uh, for this series, you're going to sacrifice a player in the long run because you already know that KD kind of wants to leave. So it's this, like, if you bring him in and then you get him hurt, he's definitely leaving because now it's kind of like I was taken for granted. You know, y'all wanted me to win this and now I'm hurt because you didn't want me to take my time to heal mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that will benefit either side if they do really push him past his limit. If he needs to heal, if he can't play, then he shouldn't. Now, if he, if he can, I would honestly give it to the last minute. I would say like, he's not the comeback till maybe game five, six, seven kind of thing. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, if they really need KD and he's all right, they should play him. You know, if like if the Raptors are winning or it's game seven, you know, you know, whatever. But imagine yeah. how crazy it would be if he doesn't even play the series like or doesn't even play yeah. at all. Like that's going to be, I feel like, more towards Kevin Durant's like characters and wins and, you know, the whole debacle of him leaving OKC so he can win championships. And they already discredit oh. most of his championships that are already won. And they're going to come... And if he doesn't even play in this series, they're going to... And they the Warriors win, they're going to discredit him even more. So I just, oh, like, I can't even imagine him not playing so I'm sure he has to play at some point but I I agree with you I think it's going to happen if they really need him at the moment that they do that's going to be crazy if they don't play him (laughs) I'm just thinking of all the possibilities if they don't play him (laughs) I mean I believe that happened I don't know if it was this last series the series before that that I believe he was out the whole finals Mm -hmm. wasn't he yeah Yeah. so it's just kind of like it's so weird that it's like a repeat offense almost yeah <laughs> you know oh it's kind of like how are you gonna sit out possibly <laughs> two championships and just get a ring exactly. like it must be nice i guess <laughs> it must be nice to be a kd just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um okay so just overall give me uh who's gonna win and how many games all right so i have warriors game either six or seven i'm not sure okay how about you i would say honestly like my head my head is saying like warriors and six and seven like no joke but my gut is kind of like weary so if if it was something else if i had to rescind this and choose the Raptors, I would choose the Raptors in game seven all right oh my goodness i feel like whatever it is 
by like some crazy like like um like buzzer beater from Kawhi or something. Like it would be crazy. <laughs> I mean, I that's what I'm expecting. And if it doesn't happen, like you know, NBA is banned forever. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, they kind of did it. They, I mean, they did do it against the 76ers. They had a wild turnaround. I re- you know, oh, my God. I don't think anybody expected it. No, I was I was in shock. I didn't know. I couldn't even believe it. That's crazy. Even to, like, yeah, think about it again like, all over and for it to happen one more time. Ooh. I know, right? It's like, oh, best, best. It's like a ever. movie, yeah, because it's like their first, if that would happen, it's like their first finals, you know, they win their first championship on that shot and they're beating like the the old champs. Like, it, that would be like, just like a movie. It's right out of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> it would def- definitely, I feel like they would definitely need to be, mm. make a movie about them because they're actually the first non US based team to go to the finals too really and I didn't think about so that. many firsts yeah yeah a lot a ton of firsts and it's just kind of crazy knowing where Kawhi came from you know he was hurt most of the season last season mm-hmm. he came from a weird discrepancy of trades and you know all that drama mm-hmm. and to kind of see him just bust out into the light and just kind of like just take take on not only this leadership but this confidence because he leads that team oh no it's it's unquestionable like you know and i've seen so many now you know they're calling him the new king of the east and i'm like okay all right all right calm down (laughs) he's not gonna stay there long just kidding (laughs) exactly give him a few more years you know let him win some more rings on on his own as a franchise player and then we'll then we'll see what happens obviously he has rings with with the Spurs I think it's one or two um rings with the Spurs so it's kind of like you already know he is a finals kind of player mm-hmm. um and to come from a franchise like the Spurs with that mentality that winning mentality you know no options taken just win do whatever you can is kind of it's kind of scary i'm not gonna lie yeah like like obviously the warriors already have that but i feel like it's just like a a very natural instinct to them now to just win Mm -hmm. but with the raptors and with Kawhi, it's like must win you know he brings that intensity yeah he brings that intensity to his team so like if he's winning and he's intense and he and he's playing his hardest if you're a teammate of his and you're not, what's wrong with... There's something wrong with you, you know? Because you're right, Kawhi exactly. is a leader, and he's, like, looking to be like, okay, this is my squad, this is my team. Now you guys have to play the way I'm playing or give it give it your all the way I am. And, you know, some of them have yeah. adapted pretty great, um, like Kyle Lowry. I think they're, like, the best um, two-man combination for the postseason right now. So, you know, even though we, we do give... A lot of shit to Lowry. He is playing really well with Kawhi. Um, there's other players that need to step up as well, you know. But but for the most part, Kawhi is doing what he has to do to get his team there. And it's clearly showing. Like, no one can say any different from that. So I totally agree with yeah. you as well. Yeah, and he's putting up the shots. I mean, he's, he's 55% from the long two. I mean, he can shoot from really anywhere. And his... His shots are just, even when they're contested or uncontested, he's just so. Yeah. 
I feel like that man is always in some kind of odd zone. Like, he lives in the Twilight world. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I want to live wherever he lives. Because, well, not in Toronto, but, <laughs> like, in his mindset. Because <laughs> that mindset is, like, it's strong, it's winning, and he doesn't really care what anybody else has to say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And but, yeah, so... Um, Besides the men of the world, <laughs> you know, men's basketball, it's, it's almost over. And there is another professional league, you know, floating around the WNBA. They started their their season, I believe, yesterday? Um, Day before yesterday? Uh, well, I know their first game. Well, we're going to talk about the LA Sparks. So their first game was on Sunday, actually. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Memorial Day weekend. So we're all just kind of like, what day is it? <laughs> really, though. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so the their season started, and um, since we're LA centric, we can chat about the Sparks, what they're looking like for the season. Unfortunately, they they lost to the Aces uh, over the weekend, which was really ironic because I was in I was in Vegas, and one of my friends plays for the Sparks. Oh, um, and I actually went to those. Yeah. Yeah, she, um, Alexis Jones. Okay. She's a point guard now. She just got traded from. Uh, the links, I believe. She's gonna kill me if I got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's links. <laughs> we'll make. Sh- I'll make sure to edit it out and put the correct team if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she was in Vegas, and um, I was gonna try to get tickets, but I really didn't have time to go see it. But still, uh, they unfortunately they lost, but I think that they have a lot of good talent on their team this year. Oof, yes, I just think the. The biggest thing against them right now, the biggest difficulty they have is that they have like five new additions to their roster. Mm -hmm. And all of these players are, you know, expected to be in the, a lot of them are expected to rotate into the starting lineup. So it's, I think it's going to be a little hard to just mesh them so quickly because obviously the WNBA season is short. Now, yeah. ironically, the Aces really seem to have pulled it together <laughs> very quick. They they had uh, quite a few big roster changes too. I think besides the Sparks, there's the other one other team that really had like some huge shifts in their lineup. But I think the Sparks definitely still have like a good look as far as playoffs go so how do you think they're looking oh for sure um well I didn't catch the game like you probably (laughs) did (laughs) but yeah I was doing my research looking at stuff and the sparks are stacked they have like super good players and Candace Parker did not play on that Sunday game so it could have maybe added to the loss but you're right they are a fairly new team they also have a new coach Derek Fisher so I think just adding all these new teammates all these really great new teammates and a new coach and him having to like figure out lineups and you know experiment and move things around I think it's going to take a while they don't have that much time because it is a short season so they have to kind of pick it up and get it together I would say just be patient maybe with them the sparks and we can see them winning and they are playing they did play like against one of the better teams like you said like this was kind of like um maybe a pre pre pre-show of what maybe the playoffs would look like because the las vegas aces they're kind of like you said they made moves they're stacked i think they have like the last 
three number one draft picks of the NBA. Yep. So they have Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, and Jackie Young. So they're all playing together. And that's just crazy to have just like three number ones all in one team. And mm-hmm. so I just feel like it's going to be like a good kind of like a pre little um, showing of what the playoffs we could expect. But I think the Sparks will kind of gather together and just play great last year they finished um six in the league and but they got knocked out in the second round so i just feel like they're coming back they're looking for redemption they're looking to come back stronger it's just gonna take a little yeah. bit of time just because they are such a new team and all that stuff yeah and they are looking at the a potential fourth uh championship win so they're definitely a winner's kind of franchise i think i <laughs> Honestly, I did not agree with Derek Fisher coaching, but <laughs> whatever. I guess that's a personal opinion. I mean, uh, from what I'm seeing around the league, it seems to be very good um, charisma between the players and him. So there's respect there, which is always a good thing. And to have somebody, you know, amazing as Candace Parker on your team, it's just kind of like you really have to understand that player and just the expectations of other players around her, you know, cause obviously she's going to be the number one leader on that team. She has uh-huh. the most experience. Um, and she's been around obviously the longest. So if Derek for sure can just, you know, earn that respect only from her, but from the other, there are a few younger players on the team as well. Uh, I just, I don't know. He hasn't been the most consistent with, with leadership and mm-hmm. coaching. So that's the only thing that kind of scares me. Obviously it's always different with women. Uh, Cause we're just calmer. <laughs> I feel yes. like we're more, I feel like we're more prone to communicate than to, you know, get like power hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sparks, I mean, obviously somebody in the front office like made had a majority of, of them had to agree on Derek Fisher being a good coach because like you said, like they're, they're winning, they're a winning team. They want to win. So somebody had to believe that Derek Fisher was going to lead them to that. So I, I think honestly, just as a team, if, if the team, the young, the, the new players and the older players just mesh together really well and they just kind of continue on. I've been flying, following them on social media. They do all these little team gathering things, which I think mm. is super cute. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I want to be on the team too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they just did like a Dodgers day. So they went to go like, you know, throw the first pitch at a Dodgers game, which mm-hmm. is like super cool. And they're oh, no, always yeah. doing like little birthday shout outs and stuff like that. The so team it, chemistry, it, chemistry is so important. Is yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if the chemistry is good, honestly, I think they could go definitely for far and possibly win a championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the goal, <laughs> especially for the LA Sparks. Like you said, they've they've been winning, so they just want to continue with that momentum. About Dirk Fisher, I mean, I don't know. I his he did used to coach, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I can't remember he, co- but I think he coached the Knicks for a second, which was obviously not. <laughs> no, I, I think we yeah, well, I think when Phil Jackson was there, if I if I remember correctly, um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I mean with all those, you know, all those players that you have, like you said, Candace Parker, you have the two sisters, you have um, Alana, and then you have um. 
this of Maria chick. You have so many great players. And if you can't win, then, you know, it's totally the coach's fault because we all know how well they can be. So, I mean, it's all kind of on Derek Fisher. We're going to let him. I feel like I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Let him experiment. Let him see what the lineups, you know, kind of wait for Candace to come back so they can, like, get comfortable, get to know one another. And then if he can't make anything yeah. happen after that, then I agree with you. I'm like, eh. Derek Fisher must yeah, go. I, mean, they already, <laughs> I feel like they already have a a good backcourt. I think they have one of the strongest. They have the Agumake sisters, and then they have Candace. I mean, come on, like that's <laughs> like what what more can you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> um from from your from your big women, uh, and then you kind of have like I said, Alexis. She's a really good point guard. She played for Baylor. Uh, Kaylani also Kaylani Brown. She also played for Baylor. She's a really good. Um, definitely probably hot off the bench she's she's a bigger girl and she definitely matured um at Baylor a lot so Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah if they just keep a steady pace you know they they keep their their heads above water you know they don't freak out or anything like that they don't try to rush a chemistry or a seamless season I think they could like I said, I think they could just really just win, win it out. <laughs> yeah, on paper, everything sounds perfect. So there should be no yeah. excuses. <laughs> yeah, definitely their biggest competition is the Aces. Right oh, now, yes. Like. That's why I think it was kind of a good aces. way to start the season because you kind of get like a kind of like a little insight to how it's going to be in the future or what you have to get ready for. So, you know, we lost, but maybe it was because of we didn't do this or we didn't do that or somebody was not shooting right. Then we work on that. And if that's the point, that's the, you know, if that's a team to beat, then we got it, you know? So I, exactly. I agree with you. On paper, it sounds great. It should work out perfectly. But, you know, we'll still be talking about the LA Sparks with our podcast. So... We will see. We started off very optimistic. Let's see where we go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We have a we have a good little little bout little bout of summer. <laughs> so that's gonna be fun. Right. Thank you guys for joining us again on West Coast and Mix and Bounce. Uh, next episode, we will be seeing the the new winners of the. NBA finals for the 2019 season. Um, and then we'll also be continuing with the WNBA season and obviously all the summer moves uh, throughout the NBA and et cetera. So we hope to see you guys next time. I'm Bronna Marks. I'm here with Leslie Torres. And we'll catch y'all later. Thank you. Bye.